guys, I'm Bethany. And I'm in pain. And that's Dalton. Uh, and this is Looking for the Middle, and we're glad you're here, despite Dalton's geriatric problems. My name's not Jerry. Oh. <sighs> I kind of feel like we should restart this whole thing now. That was so bad. That was the goal. I'm not. I do things just to throw you off and see how you're going to respond it to them. It works so well. And it Get works every time. I know, it does. And it's you completely forget why we're ridiculous. here in the first place. We are here to talk about things. What are those things? The things that have to do with the dating. And honestly, this episode, it's going to be more general than just dating. We're going to be talking about a mindset that I think creeps in a lot in dating, but it also applies to a much broader context as well. And throughout it all. We shall be looking for the middle. There it is, folks. We're not even a minute in, and he's already got his looking for the middle reference for the day. It's like it's the name of the show, people. Anywho. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, if you do not follow us on social media. Do it. You should. LFTM underscore podcast on Instagram. If you're a female listener and you want to make some female friends, you should join us on Facebook. Join it. <laughs> LFTM community on Facebook. Facebook. Newsletter. That's the other one. Our newsletter, which I'm, it's hit or miss, and I'm really sorry. I've got to do better at devoting time to it. Be better. <laughs> Ideally, it's every Thursday after the episode, so look for that tomorrow. If you would like to join that list, you can do so at our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. There is a newsletter button. You can sign up there. So Subscribe. Those are the things, and now we have the question of the day, which is Dalton's, and he had it ahead of time. Like, normally we're like, whose question is it, and we have to look something up and figure it out on the spot. He already knew what his was, so I'm half a little time, terrified. Half the time I'm Googling it while she's setting up the yeah, question of the exactly. day. exactly. And so this one, you're like, oh, no, no, I already have mine, which has me a little bit freaked out. So what is it? Okay. What restaurant? Okay or chain or whatever yeah. has been absolutely ruined for you in in terms of you will never ever 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 go there again monterey's down the street the mexican place by the Publix on pib why because i mean it was good it was my favorite mexican restaurant and then they got a 35 on their health oh. score whoa and my favorite thing there was the queso and i think some big part of it was something with like the way they stored the queso, and there was mold somewhere and on something. and oh. So, I think they've gotten all their issues fixed. It's still a restaurant. It's still there. I can't make myself go back. Yikes. So, that's mine. <laughs> Sorry, that company's not a shout-out or anything like I know. that. I know. Halfway through that, I was like, I just said their name. Anyway. Shots fired. So be it. Um, <laughs> What's yours? For me. Yeah. Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. So Is Pizza Hut even a thing still? Yes, it is okay. still I a thing. Okay, I haven't seen one in forever. Um, I, there was a Pizza Hut down the road. Okay. And Pizza Hut has like this box meal deal. And uh-huh. it's like you can live off that for a couple of days. Okay. And you're a college student. Yeah. You can live off that for a couple uh-huh. of days. And there's dessert too. I mean, what's not to love? So, however, I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Okay. And I thought, I don't want to cook anything. Uh, yeah, me, obviously. Cooking things, honestly, in college was just take it out of bag and microwave. But, you know, let's not talk about that. It's a lot of effort um, when you're sick. I didn't feel well, so I ordered pizza from that place. 
and had it delivered, and I just so happened to be getting the single worst stomach bug in human history. Oh, no. Um, and it coincided with the Pizza Hut. So mentally. And I... To save you of the gross details, <laughs> let's just say experienced it multiple times. Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point in which when I smell, and Pizza Hut has a particular It is smell. distinct, yep. When I smell Do you feel that, sick? I feel nauseous. Do you really? How, how long? Oh, this was college. So this is like. This was in 2017. Okay, so we're talking six years ago and I still the won't smell. eat it. Wow. I refuse to <laughs> eat it. Luckily, I haven't been in the situation where I went to somebody's house. Yeah. And they said, oh, we got pizza. And it's that. But What would the, you do? Politely um, decline? Oh, I'm just not really, really hungry. No, I mean it would be true. I would say, yeah, I'm not feeling well, and it's not going to end well if I'll I do. Just not. Thank you so much for your kindness, but no, haven't you. had it since. Refused to have it since. I mean, I'm, most chain pizza is just ruined for me though. Yeah. Because like my old work, they would order Papa John's all okay. the time, and I like Papa John's. I mean, it's it's fine, but when you eat it all the time for multiple years, it's that's true. You don't want it anymore. Fair enough. And I just don't like Domino's. Yeah. Domino's. Mm. Eh. I don't like chain pizza in general. Oh, okay. I'm a pizza purist. Oh, there's a place down the road. I don't even remember the name of it, but it is um, best pizza I've ever had in my life. Where? Delightful. I literally just said I don't know the name of it. Yeah. And when it's down the road, I'm talking about down the road from where I live. Okay. Never mind. From Mikasa, which is not close to Sukasa. That is very Pretty true. Pretty sure that was correct, Spanish. That is. Anywho, we're gonna talk about things today. Yes. Let's. Do you? Here's a test. Could you intro what we're going to talk about? I today? can never intro anything, but I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> Do you even uh, know? This week on Looking for the Middle, <laughs> we're gonna be talking. I'm doing it like TV show oh, setup no. or something. Breaking news at the six o'clock hour. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about a fill in the blank situation my life would just be better when fill in the blank or the idea of completion especially surrounding dating Mm -hmm. but we're not just talking about that we're going to be very broad and stretching across many categories your voice gets so different and formal (laughs) i just wanted to see if i could be like a tv voiceover someday that's what we're talking about people yes and i remembered you did i'm turning over a new leaf good job half the time you'll be setting up an episode and i didn't even know we were talking about that what are we doing so Uh, yeah so we're going to talk about this idea of my life would just be better when fill in the blank wait you didn't give me a grade on my intro i'll give you a b plus (laughs) ha b's get degrees Actually, I used to say C's get degrees, but whatever. D's get degrees. No, they don't. Okay, fine. I'm just saying they all rhyme. No. Okay, they do. You ruin everything. That's so mean. (laughs) That is so mean. You don't ruin everything. You make everything better. People, you don't realize how little I do for this podcast. Stop. Seriously, the people need to know. (laughs) My word. I get in here and I talk a lot, uh, according to some people (laughs) who shall not be named, but whose name rhymes with Mel. Um... (laughs) I'm not bitter. <laughs> I just get in here and talk. Bethany edits everything. She posts everything. She does newsletters. She runs a Facebook page. She does social media. Like, I've posted on social media like three times. I'm the worst. She's the best. Let's move on. Oh, okay. My life would just be better when... 
What we're going to do, seriously though, we're going to yes. throw out a lot of different examples uh-huh. and then we'll talk about them. Yeah. Because it's, it's really easy to force our opinions in there and I think broad category, let's answer a whole bunch of them at once yeah. and then we can dive into the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. So, Bethany, yes. your life would just be better when... I think Go. I've got a whole list of things that just were like rapid fire. My life would be better. And this is me some. This is general some. If I had a boyfriend, if I was prettier, if I had a different job, if I wasn't alone, if the sun shone more. Like, there's a whole list of things. Um, and I think it could just go on and on. And I basically, my life would be better if I just got everything I wanted. Wow. This, but would it not? Right. I mean, <laughs> that's what that comes down to. Uh, but yes, I think in the context of dating, we're talking about like this idea of like, oh, well, my life would be better when there's someone in it. And this idea of, oh, well, they complete me, which is baloney. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on that later. But those are the top, like when we were sitting here before I was just typing stuff down, that's what popped into my head. That are things that maybe come up a lot. My life would be better when I graduate. My life would be better when I get that job. My life would be better when I get a different job. My life would be better when that person's no longer in it. My life would be better when that different person is in it. Like This is just personal. Do you ever find yourself doing that consistently? Like, Do you catch yourself thinking that? Uh-huh. Uh, does, okay. I don't know if it's around specific, specific circumstances yeah. or situations. And you can say if there are. <laughs> um, but I catch myself doing that all the time. I won't use that language uh-huh. of my life would just be better if this was happening. Yeah. But I catch myself falling into that type of thinking where I'm sitting there going, well, if this just wasn't happening or if uh-huh. this was happening, uh, I would or probably be a lot happier. so and so wouldn't do such and such. Yeah. We, I mean, my we, life would be better. And you don't even have to say my life would be better, but the way you're thinking. My day. Yeah. My day my, would be better. Yeah. Or then I would be able to do this. However you want to word it, it's mm-hmm. the same concept. Mm-hmm. But I, I catch myself in that thought constantly. Yeah. And the oh, problem yeah. is, I like to live there. Because mm. then I start thinking, the... well, my life would be better if this was happening. Yeah. And I start thinking about, well, what if this was happening? And then I just start spending all my time thinking about this hypothetical situation yeah. that doesn't exist and isn't real. Yeah. And I'm lost in that and not paying attention to what's going on. Well, I think it's a good example of how our thoughts can quickly become drivers in our life Mm -hmm. from the standpoint of my my day, my week would just be a whole lot easier if we're okay. We're talking about dating. If I had a boyfriend to come that I could get off work and just tell him about my day, my life would be a whole lot easier. My life would be better. My week would be better. That's going to then lead to, oh, well, my, my life really isn't all that my you know this is really frustrating and then you're dwelling on all those things that if you hadn't started down a path probably wouldn't bother you mm-hmm. you know it becomes this thing of a cycle of self-pity a lot of times then because you didn't take thoughts captive at the get-go mm-hmm. and now you're at you know instead of taking them taking thoughts captive at point a you're now at point l m n way off down the way o or p <laughs> We could go on a while with this, but we're not going to. We want to. (laughs) You say we want to? I really want to. Bethany could see my wheels turning and I was singing off of that song. So if you work on that, you don't get way off down the road is really what I was getting at. It's not a, I don't know where I'm going with this now. 
So I don't know in. where you're going with this ending. <laughs> it's not a that. Great point, Bethany. That is deep and profound. I love it's not a that. We should we should make some merch. We should. And it's, it's not a t-shirt a that. that just says it's not a that. And definitely get conversations started. And, and people, people would, ask, would ask, what does that mean? And they'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm really not sure. I thought it was a cute shirt. <laughs> it's not a that. Anyway. It's, it can Sorry. Be fun to regain the whole your alphabet ABC, thing ABCs threw and, me off. Yeah, that was great. And I kind of lost my deep and train of thought. I was going somewhere and I got derailed. I well, okay, to come back onto the rails for a moment. Okay. Because we'll and we'll talk about the specific examples around dating. My life would be better when yeah. I have someone, or if I just got married. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Do you see this in part being caused by the things that are communicated in the church? Oh, yes. Where and why or how? Whatever can, question you want to ask. I can speak from the female side of this. Okay. Uh, in that, it's not direct messaging, but the implied messaging coming from the church in a lot of ways is that marriage is this ultimate form of sanctification, and you have mm. to reach a level to achieve it. It's like this level you have to unlock. You have to do all the things and jump through all the hoops. And once you get there, then your life actually begins and you can really be sanctified. Because did you know marriage is just the most sanctifying thing you could ever do? Which I'm not saying it's not, but it implies that there is a level of sanctification that single people miss out on. Mm. And so there's this idea of, yeah, my life would be complete then because I will have attained a spiritual maturity that I'm striving for. And the longer I stay single, there must be a deficiency in me, a.k.a. my life is not complete because I haven't gotten there. And I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, guy's side of things. Um we're we're constantly hounded and you know i've i've told my stories of yeah. my college experiences and some of you have were in that particular experience and you know exactly what i'm talking about uh, where marriage is pushed they have for the undergrad guys every year they have this little talk mm-hmm. with the president in which half the time all he's talking about is you need to get married and find a wife and that just so happens to coincide before the big formal at the end of the year. <laughs> and so they used to call it open season where all oh. the guys were clearly just going around hunting, uh, which That's is terrible. So awful. Absolutely terrible. But there is this culture of constantly hammering guys and going, you just need to find a wife. You just need to get married. You just need to pursue someone. And what they were doing, whether intentionally or unintentionally, is putting this idea in our heads that the only way we'll be fulfilled or completed or satisfied is when we find someone, so we better get to searching. Uh-huh. Well, then you go into the church, and I've seen a lot of churches. I'm, I think I'm blessed. I've been in some situations where it hasn't been the case and some that it has, where all you talk about at men's ministry events or events of the church is, hey, how's everyone's marriage going? How's everyone's family? Oh, yeah, there's single people here. Man, y'all really need to get on this. And why aren't the single people going out on yeah. dates? And why aren't they asking anyone out? And you're just creating or overemphasizing the nature of you have to be married to be a good Christian. Mm-hmm. And it's a total lie. It is. Well, and I don't know. I will say this. I think it comes from a very well-intentioned, well-motivated place of realizing that the culture's lie of 
wait until the last, wait as long as you can to get married because you got to go have fun and travel and do all the things until you finally just say, forget it and get married. Right. So it's combating that, but I think it's an area where it swings way too far in the other direction. I also think it's oversimplified. This idea of, well, just find someone who's a Christian and get married. How many times have you heard someone say that? Like, I hear it all the time. Which, is that technically correct? Yes. Is there a whole lot more to it than that? Yes. It also, nine times out of ten, you're hearing that from someone who has been married for 30 or 40 years. And there's a lot about dating and relationships today that is very different from what it was then. It's not find a girl, go steady, give her your you know class ring, and you get married. That's not how it is. Well, uh, complete side note, not related to what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I do think some of the reasons why that is the case is the... Uh, the advent of social media, online presence, and everything. That we are such a comparison-driven society that there's always going to be someone mm-hmm. out there that is better, whether they're throwing on a whole lot of filters or whatever mm-hmm. it is to where you look and go, well, okay, well, I'd rather have that. Yeah. So you're constantly comparing, and it's nonsense. That's not the point of this podcast, but, but that's an is, interesting it's note. It's true, yeah. Um, but it, I, I do think it's well-intentioned. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Because you see, in, in the Bible, it is not good for a man to be alone. Mm-hmm. Which, yes and amen. It is not good, even though Paul comes back and he's not contradicting yeah, it in the least bit. But he is saying, I wish some of you were like me so that you could devote your lives mm-hmm. to the church. But we know that's not the case. Because the whole thing of uh, it's not good for a man to be alone was pre-fall. Mm-hmm. It's not a because of sin thing. Like yeah. That was pre-all of that. And so... Yeah, it's a both and, not an either or. Yeah, it's a beautiful and grand design. If you're a single person and you feel called to singleness, you are beautiful Mm -hmm. and created in the image of God. Yeah. We're not doubting that in the least bit. But for some reason, we emphasize in the church so strongly marriage that you're creating a whole lot of people that feel incomplete, Mm -hmm. which is the point of what we're trying to build towards in the first place, is this idea of completion or my life would just be better when, which I think the two are the same thing if we're just going to really honestly yeah. boil it down. Because mm-hmm. when you say my life would be better when, what you're saying is it's not good now, it's incomplete now, and you need some sort of missing piece to fill that gap and fill that void. Yeah. So our point in all of this and what we are arriving to, because we're not going to sit here and address every single one of those. My life would be better when I have a better job. No, it won't because every job has its own stresses and difficulties. Yeah. Well, and even going down the dating and marriage pathway, okay, my life would be better if I had a boyfriend. Well, then your life would be better if you had a husband. And then your life would be better if you had kids. And your life would be better if you had a better retirement account. And on and on and on we go. You haven't addressed the heart issue at play. You've just continued to replace, to place different things into the void that is not being filled. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What's what? Oh, we're not you're there. Gonna say something. Okay, we're not what? there. Okay, because that's going to take some serious unpacking. Uh-huh. I have a whole lot of thoughts on that. Okay, um, but around dating, we talked about in the church. This is the issue. This is the statements that are made. So the lies that we start to believe, especially since we're talking about a dating podcast, is uh-huh. will my life actually be better if I find someone? Now, I think it's yes and no. <laughs> 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go to the dangers okay. of that for a moment yeah. and what that can create. Um, and then we'll go to more of the good side of it and the solutions that are present. Yeah. What are some of the dangers you see happening from the idea my life would just be better if I had someone? I think the danger is there is a heart attitude that is saying, I need things to make my life better. But I think at the end of the day, anything in that blank that is not Sunday school answer, Jesus, is really just a dissatisfaction with the current situation that God has you in. Mm. Um, You're telling God in a way that he doesn't know what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Because you're saying, I see the situation I'm in and I wish it was something else. And that's the lie to end all lies, is that God doesn't know what's best. And I think anything you put in that place that is not realizing your identity is fully rooted in Christ and sure would, would... the things of life be better if you had a, a spouse? Yeah, they would. But that is not our end-all, be-all goal. The goal is to become more like Christ and to glorify him more. So I think that's the main danger. Yes. And there's no disagreement there. I know that sounded like <laughs> I was about to set up for a yes. But, um, <laughs> no, Yes and. Yeah. Um, our lives were created for one purpose, and that was the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Right? So our sin messes that up it defaces the image of god on us defaced on race there's some good theological terms for you um so we can no longer fulfill what Mm -hmm. we were originally created for but then christ yeah right christ steps in dies on the cross for our sins we are redeemed clothed in his righteousness the beauty of the gospel and that becomes my life has been made better Mm -hmm. period stop the sentence right there (laughs) Not there's no fill in the blank that's necessary at that point because the only thing that I need is more of Christ. Yeah. And I'm using the term need very emphatically here. Need. Mm-hmm. All I need is Christ. So if you're in a bad job situation, your life might feel a little bit better for a short period of time if you had another job. And then that other job is going to suddenly turn into, there's other problems here because I'm dealing with sinful people. You're going to... They seem to be everywhere you go. Come to another solution of, well, okay, this isn't it. So clearly I'm in the wrong spot. Yeah. My life would be better if I had this job. Instead of saying, my life is whole because of Christ. Mm-hmm. I keep saying we're going to talk about this more at the end, but we will talk about this a whole lot more yeah. at the end. That's all you need. But what what the danger in this, Mm -hmm. what this has created is there's a whole lot of people running around saying that I'm content, I'm happy with where I'm at, and they're lying about it. Yeah. I have been one of those people. (laughs) So that they can finally have the thing that completes them. Mm -hmm. And they believe that this person, whoever it is, is going to be the completing factor in, in all of their life, completely setting aside Christ. And I know you're probably sitting there saying, I'm not setting aside Christ. It's, I just want to be married really bad. I'm like, you know, you really are <laughs> setting aside Christ here because you're saying he was ineffective to fully and totally make you whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stop with that nonsense. Stop it. Stop walking around with your head in the clouds saying, I'm content, send somebody when all the while you're saying, I'm not really content in Christ. I really want this thing. I just thing. know I'm supposed to say that. Yeah. I want it. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so here's a question. Because we have talked about this concept in bits and pieces a lot throughout this season. This mm-hmm. idea of Jesus over everything. He is the ultimate. Pursuing him is what matters most. Which, obviously, we both feel very strongly about. But I've seen comments. We've gotten some DMs. Just different stuff. People posing the question of, I get what you're saying, but Jesus doesn't, he's like physically can't meet physical needs. He's not here. Like I have this void. I need a spouse because how does Jesus actually fulfill all of those things? Mm. What are your thoughts on like that aspect of it? Like take that a little further. What do you think? So that's a really hard question mm-hmm. um, because it's something I'm, I'm actually struggling with. Yeah. Because I can sit behind this podcast mic and say, Christ is enough, Christ is enough, Christ is all you need. And it sounds great, and it sounds hunky-dory, and it sounds like I'm sitting on a high horse saying <laughs> I've got it all figured out. I really actually don't. Yeah. Because that's one thing I'm really struggling with right now. Going through a hard season. Not that the Lord's not working in me or anything like that. It's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. But it's been a tough season. And it has forced me to come to grips with what am I placing my hope in? Am I actually trying to draw near to the Lord or I'm just trying to change my circumstances so that my life will feel better? Mm-hmm. So this is fully, fully admitting I don't have it figured out and I don't necessarily fully know. But my thoughts in this situation are what do you, not what, how do you see Christ? Yeah. Or who do you see Christ as? Because if we sit there and go, well, Christ was sufficient for my sins, but inefficient for everything else, we're downplaying the significance of who he is. Mm-hmm. So yes, Christ was sufficient for my sins. He didn't pay the price for 99.9% of my sins. It was 100%. If you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. You have all you need, and I mean that quite literally. Mm-hmm. Because the cost of discipleship actually is really high. It might cost you friends and family members. It might cost you your way of life and the way that you once lived. It might actually cost you your physical life. But is Christ actually enough? And that's what you have to land on. Mm -hmm. Is he actually enough for me? If I didn't get a great job and I suffered through this life struggling financially, but I have Christ. Am I joyfully content in that? Mm-hmm. I can't answer that question for you. Yeah. You have to question. wrestle with that. Well, and that's kind of what I'm, I was thinking you're talking about downplaying his sufficiency for your sin. I think there's an element of also when you're looking at it saying, okay, I know Jesus is enough spiritually, but then there's all this like, physical, tangible stuff here that, like, I need a person to fulfill. I get that. We all have that. But I think there's this tension of what were we really created for? We weren't made for the physical. Exactly. And so I think there's this element of I see those two things and I can very much relate, but I think we have to stop and say, okay, so as I'm seeing this, what is really more important? I think it really makes clear how much more important the spiritual is because we are promised an eternity with the Lord. 
And we're also promised that we're going to suffer here. And it may be for our faith. It may just be in suffering for the suffering of putting aside dreams that you had or putting aside what you thought your life was going to look like to the glory of the Lord and knowing he is sufficiency to provide his, he is sufficiency. Nope. He is sufficient. Good English. Better. He is sufficient to provide for everything we need. And it is in that spiritual sense. So maybe everything we need is not all of the things being met here on earth. And that is a hard reality to be faced with. I get it. Who am I to look at the face of the creator and the giver of all good gifts and say, you haven't given me the gift that I want and therefore I am incomplete. That's a genuine, serious question that we have to fight through. Mm -hmm. Because yes, I understand we have been given desires and we have been given the ability to have pleasure. We have a bajillion taste buds on our tongue. We were designed to delight in the food that God Mm -hmm. has created. You want to know one of the things that I love more than anything? Steak. (laughs) It is delicious. Love it. Mm -hmm. I was designed to enjoy that. And given the desire to eat more of it and enjoy more of it. But you know what I'll probably never be able to afford? Hmm. Grade A Wagyu, like $1,000 an ounce type steak, which is supposed to be the cream of the crop, best that you can ever have, incredible. Because I don't have the means to pay for it. Right. So do I look at God and say, I was created for good things, I have this love for steak, and I have this desire to have the best of the best, but God has not given me the means to afford it, and so I'm going to be angry with Mm -hmm. him because I can't fulfill this physical desire. And that's a, I I can just hear the people saying, well, yeah, but that's way different than a husband. It is. Yes. But the thought process and the heart attitude behind it is exactly the same. And you take that example that's very different and it magnifies what that heart attitude is because at the end of the day, that's what needs to change. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at the end of the day, if your heart is not in line with what the Lord has said and what he has said is good for you and what he has for you, it's not him that needs to change. I want to correct a thinking that I think is incredibly prevalent among Christians in the church um, because everyone is actually practical even though some people say I'm not that practical they actually really are because let's say for instance pastor is preaching on fighting against sin and we need to change our desires and we need to desire the things that the Lord wants and this is what the Bible says and then what do we immediately come back with well give me the practicals how am I freed from this Give me the physical, tangible, uh-huh. let me touch it, feel it, think about it. This is how I can do it. And what we're saying in that is, that wasn't enough. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. when we come back and say, Christ is great and all, and he, yes, he has saved me from my sins, but I have these physical desires and wants, right. and he's not fulfilling those things. I need the practical, touch it, feel yeah. it, tangible. You're looking at him and saying, you actually weren't enough. And I'm sorry, it's not as complicated as we're making it sound. Yeah. It really is. (laughs) Christ 
over everything. And I don't have a way to sit here and tell you this is how you get past the practical because I'm still trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> yeah. I don't have an answer. Yeah. Because all the scripture says is Christ is enough. So I'm either going to sit here and go, yeah, but, or I'm going to go, yep, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with that one. I think that's the key here talking about. You're like, I don't know what that looks like. I'm still trying to figure that out. I would put out there and you can tell me what you think. That very thing of, I know this, I know God says this, I know this to be true, but it doesn't feel true in my life. Putting those two things together and continually submitting your will to the Lord in that of saying, okay, I know this doesn't feel right, but I know you're good and true. And I'm choosing to believe that. That is all of the Christian life walked out for the rest of forever. It's not a, you and I just don't have this figured out yet. We don't. We never will. No one you talk to does. It's just in varying degrees, but that is what everyone is constantly battling with. We were created for not this world. We are living in a fallen world and trying to walk out and reconcile those two things is going to be the rest of forever. And I guess that's kind of what we're getting at of like, until you like come to that place of saying, Lord, I know you're good and true. And I'm choosing to submit to that over and over daily, hourly, minutely. Is that a thing? Minutely? Minute by minute. That works too. Moment by moment. <laughs> you're doing that. Unless, until you get to that point, you're always just going to have a new thing that is the thing that you're not being satisfied with. I've talked about this before. Uh, language matters. It does. Because the the running phrase that we've been using the last few minutes is, yeah, but... <laughs> Mm-hmm. What is the word but in the English language? Oh, it's a negate. It's a negation. Yeah. So what you're saying is Christ is enough for me. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. And when you say that, you have immediately negated everything that yeah. was just said. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming back with a yeah, but. Yep. Which I do. <laughs> That's, yeah. You need to check your heart because you have actually just negated and said Christ really isn't yeah. enough for me. Well, and that's something I, that very exact thing is something that I was very convicted about. It's been a couple of years now of, I would have a problem, I would have an issue and I would talk to someone about mm-hmm. it and they would say, well, what you need, they would give me counsel on how to deal with that thing, big or small, you know? And I found myself saying, well, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, but mm-hmm. basically saying me- mentally, intellectually, I am in agreement with everything you just said, but, and then it was this, but let me kind of like explain to you how my situation is different. Like, I know that's true and that's how most people should deal with it, but let me tell you why it doesn't apply to me. It's basically what it was coming down to my, yeah, 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 but, and yeah, I was very, uh, very convicted of that. It was one of those like slap you in the head with a two Mm -hmm. by four moments of like, whoa, I am saying, I know what God says is true and I know that's right. But I'm going to choose to not really apply that to my life. And that's not a great place to be. (laughs) Knowledge and faith are actually two completely different Mm -hmm. things. Uh, Because I can know something. Mm -hmm. I can know this is what it is. This is what the Bible says. But faith is believing in that knowledge and applying it. Putting feet to it. Um, But what you're... Not but. See, I just negated that. (laughs) Not but. However... What you're doing in in this situation is going right back to what we started at the very beginning talking about. Mm-hmm. Is this idea of completion? Yep. 
yeah, but this this will actually complete me. You, if you say that around someone else, and you say that this person is the one that completes you, yes, you are saying that Christ is not enough to complete you, and you're putting this person on a pedestal to where when this sinful person hurts you, and they will, mm-hmm. it is not an if, it is a when. <laughs> yeah. They will hurt you. Your life becomes incomplete again. Yeah. And you're constantly living this cycle of completion and completion, completion and completion, because we were not made for those things. Right. You were not made for a spouse. You were made for God, and God gave you a good thing in a spouse. That is not your original, I was created for this purpose. <coughs> you were not made for food, and yet God gave you food to mm-hmm. enjoy so that you could glory in him. All of it is grace. The only thing that can complete you, period, exclamation point, whatever punctuation you want to use, <laughs> is Christ Jesus. He is the only one that satisfies. He is the only one that fulfills. He is the only one that completes. And when you put someone else in that position, you're creating an idol and saying he is not enough. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> It requires serious heart change. It does. Because I do it. Yeah. And it's it's a conti- it's going to be, it's a lifelong, oh, wow, I started four sentences there. It, yes. And I think that's a lifelong dying to self. It's a lifelong figuring it out in one area and starting over again. It's a lifelong struggle, I think, to balance those things. I have a friend, mutual friend, yeah. actually. Um, I told him the other day, one of the things that I admire about him is the simplicity of which he sees life. And he mm-hmm. kind of laughed because it sounded like a backhanded comment. You're but like, it, no, like, no, no. I'm being genuinely serious. Yeah. When we were talking about pride one time. And I said, you know, I'm just really struggling with pride. He said, you know, something that helps me with pride is just thanking God for literally everything. <laughs> and I just kind of stared at him and went, oh, yeah. Why is that so easy? And why have I not thought about that? <laughs> yeah. I think the same is true in this instance in circumstance. Mm-hmm. That God is the giver of every good gift. If he chooses not to give you something, he's not mean in withholding that from you. It's just it's not just a gift not, you needed. Yeah. Same thing with dating or singleness. And if God does give you a spouse, he's not saying this is the only thing you need. Yeah. He is just lavishing a gift upon you because he loves you and cares for you. Yeah, and I think we have this miss guided view of marriage if we're really honest with ourselves of that okay well I will have a spouse and we will be married and all of life will be about that person and our marriage but if you're looking at things with a an eternal perspective you're given a spouse but your mission on earth has not changed one bit there's just someone coming alongside you and do they make that better and is it are you serving the Lord better together than you did separately yes but the goal is that that is what the two of you are still doing. It's not that now you have the spouse and you're completely focused on each other. Now you have a spouse and you are working for the kingdom together. Your purpose doesn't change. It just looks a little different. Do you find, and I think you would say yes to this. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think we actually talked about it last week. Uh-huh. That we think we're owed things. Yes. Why oh, is that? Oh, Absolutely. Because we're just so prideful and we have this such like misguided view of ourselves. And I think for me, I can have this thought of, well, you know, I've been, si- I, I've been single for this long. It's, I've waited this long to get married. I am owed 
the perfect marriage. I am owed an easy life. I am owed whatever. Fill in the blank again. Oh, and good grief. God doesn't owe us anything. I I mean, just just even saying that sentence almost makes me like recoil a little bit because I know I've thought it. I, um, I think you, you actually mentioned this in the last episode, Mm -hmm. the, the concept of feeling like we're owed something and we deserve something. Yeah. Um, and it's because our theology is reversed from what it should be. Mm -hmm. We're making ourselves bigger and God smaller. So let me put something in perspective for you for a moment. Tell us. First of all, you look at the size of the universe and you feel a little bit smaller. But arrogantly, we actually look at the universe and go, oh, that's great and that's beautiful and we'll love it. How many people are on the earth right now? Seven, eight billion? It's, it's probably right at eight billion okay. now because this number I'm looking at was from 2021. It okay. says 7.888 billion people. So yeah. How many people... Or in our in our church this past Sunday, two fifty, two hundred fifty people. Yeah, and there were a lot of people. I'm looking mm-hmm. around, going, I can't talk to all of those people. It is a lot. Yeah. When you put it in perspective of seven point eight 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 billion people, yeah. you realize that's a lot of people, and I'm not as big as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. That the universe does not revolve around me. Yeah. The sun is going to continue to shine, even if I'm not on this earth anymore. But when we have this complex of where we are rightfully owed something or will only be made complete when we have the thing that we think we're deserving of, we're making ourselves very big. Mm -hmm. And we're saying God just doesn't know. He doesn't understand. That's that's exactly what I was about to say. Do you ever find yourself tempted to think or just thinking, he just, he doesn't understand what I'm going through. He he doesn't get it. This is like... I've been there. Constantly. Yeah. And it's just how small do we make God out to be if we think he doesn't understand? This God that upholds the entire (laughs) universe by his incredible power. This God that created the entire universe by speaking. Mm -hmm. And yet we miss how he created us kneels mm-hmm. into the dust of the earth and forms and fashions us in a beautiful display of love. We're saying, he doesn't really love me because I don't have what I'm owed yet. Yeah. And I don't have what I deserve yet. He doesn't understand me. Oh, we're thinking <laughs> so wrong about ourselves and God mm-hmm. that it's terrifying. Yeah. And that's why we have to align ourselves with the scriptures and come to the conclusion that says... Even if I go without everything else in this life, the giver of all good gifts has given me breath in my lungs and salvation. And I can genuinely say I have all that I need. I preached a sermon on Job, and I read this commentator that just blasted me. Mm -hmm. Job, after losing literally everything he had except for his wife and one or two servants that came and reported on everything that happened, this commentator makes mention of Job in that situation had just lost everything and realized he still had everything. Oh, that's heavy. I mean, sit in that for a minute. Like, think, think about that. If I go the rest of my life and I, I mean, I'm not going paycheck to paycheck right now, but things change and I'm going paycheck to paycheck and I'm struggling 
to eat and struggling to live and I never find anyone else. Can I sit in that situation and say I have everything? Mm -hmm. If my entire family died in a car crash today and my church blew up, I know that's extreme, but let's just... Well, that's what happened. That that is everything in my life that I really love and Mm -hmm. care for. Could I sit there in the dust of the earth and say, I have everything? And I know that that is not practical in the terms that we think. (laughs) It's not something you can touch or feel. That's not a way that you can walk away going, now I know the steps where I can grow in this area. You have to completely change your thinking and your posture of your heart. And do you look at God and say, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I, me, I do not. I'll just say it. Yeah. I mean, if, if, we're, if you're asking the question, I will answer it. And that's what I'm struggling with right now. Yeah. Because I fall into the same pitfall of life will just be better if I was married. Life mm-hmm. would just be better if my job situation was changing or if this happened or that happened or that happened or that happened and God's sitting there saying the entire time it's not about you it's about me you were created for me Mm -hmm. and I'm placing my hope and my joy upon the gift rather than the giver yep I know it's hard I'm still single (laughs) Yeah, it's. But you know what? I have. I am finally coming to grips with that. Is okay. Genuinely, for the first time in a very long time, I was telling somebody this the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this season of singleness because it's let me do some things that I wouldn't be able to do if I was married. And if the Lord comes up to me tomorrow and poof, there she is. Great. <laughs> and if it's another seven, eight, 20 years, that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> right now, I can genuinely say that's fine because he's putting me in people's mm-hmm. lives and allowing me to do other things. But even if everything just went to crap, <laughs> I want to yeah. be able to say, I have Jesus Christ. Christ is enough for me. And close my day with that. Mm-hmm. And it is, it will be a, or at least for me, it's a continual realigning of that. This is not a, I figured it out, one and done, great, check that off and move on to something else. This is a continuous heart check over and over and over again. But God is so gracious mm. in that he remains faithful when we are not. And that is a very good thing. And a very good thing to end on. Okay. <laughs> so, guys, that that was... Tough. It was. I think it was a reminder I needed. I think it's a reminder, uh, not a reminder, but an exposure of the two yeah. of us to everyone listening. Yes, very much so. Uh, we are... Yeah. We're in the trenches of this. Like I said, I think we said last week... Uh, so much of our episodes and our topics is pulling back the curtain on what is going on in life at the moment. And this did that mm. for sure in a lot of ways. So thank you for letting us sit here and just talk it out. We appreciate it. I hope it has been helpful and encouraging to you guys in some way um, and that you are 
encouraged to pursue the Lord more. So we will leave you with that. We will be back next week with an episode that we have no idea what it is yet because we haven't even recorded it. Good stuff. But we'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Bethany. And I've run out of things to say. And this is Looking for the Middle.